Hi. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan, and again, joined by Brent. Still again. And Ski. Hello, friends. And today we are going over the season finale of season three, uh, episode 25, Mother's Day. Uh, mm. Normal format today with uh, Ski doing our recap and MVPs of the episodes and uh, our rating out of eight slices of cheesecake as we're working towards that greatest episode of the entire series. Um, we will soon see what we choose for uh, season three. Yeah, yeah. We, it's right around the corner because next week will be our recap week for season three. And mm-hmm. you'll definitely get to enjoy Brent's uh, recaps that are always enjoyable. They're always fun to listen to. <laughs> but um, not necessarily enjoyable. <laughs> well, I just thought it sounded redundant. We're going to be like, you'll enjoy it while we listen to his recaps. That's yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but you'll laugh. You'll I learn. Don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I definitely enjoy enjoyable things. Now, I will say my recommendation is, is you may want to take a quick run through IMDb just to familiarize yourself with the uh, titles of the episodes because mm-hmm. Brent's pretty rapid fire and he, he layers it thick with jokes. So mm-hmm. I often love those. They're great, but it's like by the time you get the joke for season three, episode two, he's already on to season three, episode five. <laughs> so it's like you really need to be like at mm-hmm. your uh, top speed in order to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> uh, we did have a couple uh go ahead uh, just as far as the recap i've not started it okay. you know but mentally in my mind i'm already calling my shot as to what my favorite joke's gonna be okay. <laughs> 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 that's okay but it, you have a lot of gems so i have no oh. doubt that whether it whether your uh the one in your mind rises to the top for the mm-hmm. rest of us yeah. i'm sure there'll be plenty to choose from yeah so uh, but we do have a couple of uh, new listener interactions oh, nice. to mention. Okay. Um, CJ sent us a message saying, uh, Hey, CJ. I-, I just can't wait till season four because it's the beginning of the show, just throwing logic out the window and convenient mm-hmm. family members. They make Sophia more Jewish than Italian with a wink, and B. Arthur hates and resents everyone. It really comes through the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, drop in logic, but more fun and funny. Yeah. P.S. A lot more special episodes, drugs, AIDS, homosexuality, cross-dressing, etc. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've seen all the episodes over the course of time, but not sequentially, and it's definitely been a while for some of them. Uh, we we're actually recording the last couple episodes tonight of season three, so season four for us is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as yeah. we're recording this, the people listening would still be, you know. Two months out. Yeah. I think um, Terry Hughes was the one buttoning them all down, trying to yeah, could be. keep yeah, he, the sanity in check. Yeah, and then once he left so and that. Look, folks. We've already got some problems with continuity. Let's not go off the rails yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then when yeah. he was gone, you're like, all bits are off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, people, people say a lot of bad stuff about those later episodes, but, you know, I'll die on the hill that, you know, the best episodes are the ones when Cousin Oliver joined the show. <laughs> <laughs> when they adopted him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's referring to Brady Bunch, in case you weren't sure. Uh, yeah, I was like, I uh, <laughs> don't know where this was going. A man. classic jump the shark moment, if ever there was one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. but we did get a few uh, a few other um, comments from some new folks as well. Oh, nice! Welcome, uh, new folks. Um, Angels ASMR channel um, on what, what? Twitter. Angels ASMR. Yeah, Angels ASMR. Cha- or sorry, AMSR a- channel. And that's the naughty sounds, right? I don't think so. I think that's ASMR the... is, yeah. Okay, well, then not what's... Not necessarily naughty, but it's like, stands for like, uh, auditory... Well, okay, it's Angel's AMSR channel, so I'm not going to comment on, <laughs> on what a reference is. Um, but it was funny because I had put a, a picture out there um, with uh, Michael Stipe and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. and Rose next mm-hmm. to each other, or, you know, Betty White. Yeah. And she, were, she said that uh, if I were to put a face, uh, would that be Ski? Um, which I thought, <laughs> and then I got to look, I was like, you know what, Michael Stipe and Ski actually do kind of look similar. There's like a real similarity between the two of them. Um, he's, yeah. got, he's got a better facial hair. Yeah, maybe. Um, but mm-hmm. If you were to grow a beard. Yeah. So I did mention that that'd be amazing if it was, but that it was actually, you know, Michael Stipe. And that, uh, <laughs> but again, like I said, after looking at that picture in particular, yeah. it does look very similar. Yeah. So nice call, Angel AMSR. I, yep. I wish I sang as good Channel. as him. Yeah, that would that would be nice. You'd probably be much more successful, <laughs> but um, and then she also she had, had sent us a, a message there saying that, uh, hey there, I guarantee you, I'm one of your regular fifteen listeners. Now nice. we are up to like a nice regular, probably sixty five, seventy listeners at this point. But maybe Angel's been around since the beginning. Yeah. Um, 
she's and interacted with us more than the other. You know, yeah, well, that, that that's true. Yeah, fifty-seven. Far, she's, she's far. in third place now. Yeah. She has two comments. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she says, uh, you guys are so funny. I love listening to your show. I tune in daily for work and absolutely love all the bantering, reminiscing, and overall spot-on critique of what the Golden Girls was all about. Thank you. Uh, the continuous references Super to Coco, cool. uh, meant as the running gag, are inspirational and really enhances the structure of the podcast. I literally cannot stop laughing every time I tune in to one of these true gem of a commentary uh, destined to be the best. Uh, please keep up the good work, guys, and stay golden. Oh, and she's you. from Boston, Massachusetts. So, oh, well, God, Angel was mm-hmm. the name. Yep, that's right. God bless Angel. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Hey, do you like the running commentary with Professor Cooper? Because <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yeah, I, I, that's <laughs> we, we've noticed. <laughs> but if you have, <laughs> if you don't know, the commentary about Professor Cooper is on our least listened to episode, yes. <laughs> season one, episode twenty, <laughs> adult education. So if you haven't gotten around to that one yet. You'll mm-hmm. understand more of Brent's jokes uh, when mm-hmm. you do. That's the number one most listened to episode in Delaware. Oh, really? It may be. <laughs> so, so you think our new our new Delawarean listener is just listening to that one over exactly. and over again? <laughs> exactly. So then he's not hearing any of the references. He or she is not hearing any of the references after the fact. So that's defeating the purpose as well. Yeah, but how many references is Prince in my idol missed? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. But um, and, and I did say uh, thanks for all the kind words. That's uh, more Thank than you. we deserve. I said that I, and mentioned that it's Alan, uh, mm-hmm. handle our paltry social media presence, but I'll mm-hmm. definitely pass everything along to uh, yeah. the two of you. And she, she said, you're welcome. And then she also sent us a, a picture of a cheesecake, Junior's Cheesecake. Junior's Cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Is and this she, an East Coast thing? Yeah, apparently so. She said, oh, hi, guys. We went shopping over the weekend, and I couldn't resist getting a picture of this cheesecake. Uh, here on the East Coast, they make the best cheesecakes, mm-hmm. uh, and feel free to share that on our feed mm-hmm. um, and to be well and stay golden. Ah! Feed so, yes. cheesecake. <laughs> so <laughs> I did put it out there, seeing nice. if we could get any additional comments on if uh, yeah. people who would agree or disagree. Yeah, uh, we haven't gotten any comments, but several people have liked the post. So you know, if I was just asked, like which region has the best cheesecake, I would say East Coast. That seems fair. Yeah, I definitely think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if East Coast has the best cheesecake, and she says that's the best on the East Coast, then obviously I think that would be the best cheesecake in all of. Well, they do uh, say Philadelphia cream cheese is the best. So, you know, so yeah, if you, you use that for the cheesecake, yeah. then yeah, yeah, that would be a fair assumption. Now, this would be probably the best though, as far as like a packaged cheesecake. There mm-hmm. may be a place that makes it, you know, fresh yeah. or whatever that could yeah, yeah, lay yeah. claim. But as yeah. far as uh, you know, if you can make a really good uh, prepackaged anything, mm-hmm. then you're ahead of most, you know, ahead of the curve. So. Did we talk about how I don't like the name cheesecake? I don't think so. Uh, I don't well, believe I've heard that either. Yeah, I don't like that at all. You know, well, I think we talked about how like cheesecake no longer agrees with me as well as it used to. Yeah. Um, now I'll, I'll definitely will uh, you know suffer through whatever uh, to mm-hmm. have some celebratory cheesecakes once we're mm-hmm. you know completed our run. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently in my 40s it doesn't agree mm-hmm. with me as well as it did in my younger days. I gotta so. travel back. Yeah. What What is it about the name you don't like? It's not a cake. It's a pie. Mm. It should oh. be called cream cheese pie. You got a crust, you got filling. That's a pie, my friend. <laughs> That's I a, gotta agree. It's a fair assessment. I'm trying to think. There are there any other desserts that you think? I would are say maybe because it has layers. Sometimes it has layers. Like yeah. I've had, I've had cheesecakes that have like, like like a crusty kind of center layer. And sometimes they have a, a red velvet cheesecake in the middle. It doesn't really have a filling either, um, because it's all just one consistency. But so, that's the filling. It is It is like a liquid at first, right? And it sets. Yeah, but there's not like something that goes over the top yeah, of it. Yeah, but you ever had a sugar cream pie? I probably at some point in my life, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a crust with filling. It's mm-hmm. just it's, you know, cream-based instead of cream cheese-based. Yeah. Why well, do you fair. suppose it became called cheesecake? I don't know. I'll have to look up the lineage on that. Yeah. I'm kind of curious just, now. I just think it's poorly named. I've never been able to wrap my head around that. I thought maybe it was the word cheese, and it just sounded gross, like it was referring to like, like. No, some, cheese some, doesn't sound gross. Well, no, like, if it was like cheddar cheese, <laughs> cheesecake, that sounds gross to me. I don't know, cheesecake <laughs> doesn't sound any more gross than cheese pie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. Not like yeah. here, cheese. Well, no, pie. no, I was. Yeah, but somebody's like, hey, you want some cream cheese pie? 
I think your mind would go to it's like okay I can kind of wrap my head around what that is yeah you know but if they're like cheesecake then I think like a block of Velveeta <laughs> with a birthday candle on it exactly like you sprinkle <laughs> some Rotel on the top it's <laughs> a <Some> garnish <laughs> some icing delish yeah so. mm-hmm. uh, we did have one other uh, one other listener interaction as well okay. another very nice one so we we got another you uh, said not a very nice no one? I said another very nice okay. one okay. Um, nice one angel. Uh, I mean, on on par anyway. Okay. Um, so we compare them, Alan. But, but <laughs> just one comment compared to her too, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But this person did give us a a five star rating on iTunes. Mm. So that is something that you know, if you're going to comment on us just one way, then you know, a five star and a comment on iTunes would probably be our our top choices. It does help push us out to more people. But we love it no matter how. Whatever is the easiest for you, by all means, we love to hear from anybody. Whatever uh, the Android equivalent to that is would also be nice. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, but I don't know if they have like a system on there to uh, leave comments and, and the ratings. The Google Play? Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure it if it does. Yeah, oh yeah, it does. I'll have to check. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so this particular one, iTunes is our most frequently listened avenue. Really? Uh, yeah. So It's the youth's. They yeah, like probably so. Oh, you young whippersnappers and your technology. Well, the person who uh, who left this comment is a uh, Mermaiden thirty four. Mermaiden thirty four. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome name. And can I have not, a follow up when you're done? This is not Sherry. No, this is not Sherry. Okay. Um, and says, uh, "Can I call them the pre Golden Boys?" Say, so, so, so that's be a fair. I mean, we're not quite there to be a golden just yet, but we are on our way. Within a decade or so. Yeah, yeah, we're not that far off from where they were when they were making the show. She's barreling around that corner. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, uh, I really enjoy this podcast. I have been a fan of the Golden Girls for years. It originally aired when I was a baby, so I've enjoyed all the time in syndication. So I've enjoyed it all this time in syndication. Mm -hmm. I think the guys do a good job. I like their input and how they give each episode an MVP and rate it based on slices of cheesecake. It's clever, and I hope they they keep it going. Mm-hmm. I listen usually in my car on my lunch break or at work. Thanks, guys, for making an older show somewhat fresh again and stay golden. I'm sure wherever Coco is, he's listening too. Hello, <laughs> oh, so that's pretty nice awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Mermaiden. Thirty. Yeah, so a couple, you know, between Angel and Mermaiden, mm-hmm. um, some I great comments. Mermaiden? Nice to get the continued interaction from uh, CJ and and with Numi. We actually had gotten a couple, and I, you know, I wanted consolidated. Yeah, them. so. Um, so Numi has, has continued to be a very regular interaction as well. Yes. So, so thank you all. Yeah, we Indeed. love hearing from you. It's it's probably our favorite part of doing the show, yes. other than hanging out with each other. So, yes. so anyway, with that, I'm ready now to hand it over to you. For he, he wants Day. to talk about Mermaid in 34. Oh, you do? He does. Oh, go for it, Ski. So uh, Nicole, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, is in uh, a group of uh, ladies. It's, it's she's kind of on the young end of this. She was trying to. She joined it to actually get her mom out and mm-hmm. uh, associating with people more because she's kind of a shut in to right. some degree. Are these the sweet Adelines? No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Maybe a similar group, but it's. Uh, I think it's called the Red Hat Society. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because of her age, I think she's like a a pink hat or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nicole would Since definitely be the youngest red hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so. It's, it's a group of older ladies, mm-hmm. and they kind of just do socially type things. But uh, there mm-hmm. are a few younger ones. It's irresponsible in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, one of the meetings that she went to, little get-togethers, they did a, uh, a vote decorating comp- contest and race. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. It's very similar. I think they even use the same like vote configuration as uh, like the, uh, the Boy Scout, like, Oh, okay. regatta race or something they do. Did you say boat or bow? Boat. Okay. Like gotcha. floating boats. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she bought like a little boat kit, and I helped her put together this boat Like she decorated for the mm-hmm. thing. I don't think she won anything, but she had a pretty good time uh, making it. What'd you but name the boat? Mermaiden Voyage. Oh, oh, very nice. So, and we put like a big old sail, because it comes with a sail yeah. with it, but it's really flimsy and stuff. Yeah, it yeah, looked, yeah. It didn't very impressive. Yeah. And so... She looked online and saw some other ones that were much larger. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we could do something like that. That would yeah. be cool. So we made a real big sale, and I took mm-hmm. like some colored pencils and markers and stuff yeah. and made her a pretty decoration on it and stuff. Nice. Very nice. And we called it Mermaiden Voyage. Nice. And so when he said that, I was like, ah, yeah, that's right on the same page. Yeah, that's perfect. So. But that's all. Oh, okay. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> so now we're ready to kick off the uh, If episode. you want to. I mean, we could talk about mermaids the rest of the time. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's a popular topic, but it's not the focus of this particular podcast. What if they were gold mermaids? <laughs> That's that. That would make it closer. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Uh, they weren't really mermaids, but that Luca movie we talked about mm-hmm. last episode. They're fish people, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Fish folk. Yeah. You want me to kick it off? Yes. All right. <laughs> episode or season three, episode twenty-five, five, five, five. Just, <laughs> just twenty-five. There's not many. It's not twenty-five, five, five, yeah. five. That would be a really long season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> season, twenty-five episodes. That's a solid season. That mm-hmm. is really. Especially nowadays, by today's standard. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them are like ten or fourteen season yeah. or episodes are. Yeah. Uh, season three, episode twenty-five, mm-hmm. entitled "Mother's Day." Mm-hmm. The original air date was May seventh, nineteen eighty-eight, mm-hmm. and uh, this one uh, was another compilation type episode. So mm-hmm. they had a, a variety of people. Mm-hmm. The story was by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman, mm-hmm. and the teleplay was by Barry Finero and Mort Nathan, both mm-hmm. pretty common uh, uh, groups. Yes, little teams, and directed by Terry Hughes. Now, do we know if this is his last? I don't know. We'll I did not out. look. I meant to look that up, and I didn't. Okay. But uh, we shall see. Yeah. If we don't see the name again, we know. <laughs> so we'll know by the end of season seven because we're not going to do the research <laughs> ahead of time. I think that's fair. Yeah. Exactly. That seems like a lot of work. I don't know. I know I'm looking forward to next week's episode where I do the recap and I get to say 25 times it was directed by Terry Hughes. <laughs> Now you're going to say it just like that, 25 times it was directed by Terry Hughes? Every single episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> episode one was directed by Terry Hughes. Episode two, that was the one directed by Terry Hughes. <laughs> episode three <laughs> was directed. Hey, wasn't that I, the I one hope that by Terry the time Hughes you get directed? to 24, 25, yeah, I hope you're like that. Like Episode three was directed by, uh, let me see here. <laughs> 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 Got to check my notes. Um, <laughs> pull up IMDb. Um, <laughs> A TH. That's all I can find. Teray. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right. Uh, so we open in the, the kitchen. Same place we opened the last episode, actually. Mm-hmm. Sophia walks in the kitchen where the girls are already uh, kind of waiting, and they're mm-hmm. wearing kind of dressy outfits. All gussied up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dorothy. Bonnet. Say again? They needed a bonnet. A bonnet would be very uh, classy. Yeah. Classy. Especially in May. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bonnet season. <laughs> it could be very... Uh, what's the... Uh, Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. <laughs> Under his eye, yep. <laughs> I still don't watch this. Apparently, Alexis, our daughter, has a Hulu account. Because mm-hmm. that's what's on, right? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Me and, well, <laughs> he's laughing. Apparently, our daughter well, has just... a Hulu account. <laughs> <laughs> like you caught her in some nefarious no, thing. No, like, no, no. I know you've been streaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't realize she, I guess she shares it with somebody, right? Oh, okay. Like, like... So somebody else has a Hulu account that she just pirates on? That she has access exactly. to. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I think she shares, like, it's one of those things because you got the multiple accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got the Disney Plus, and then their girl has Hulu, and they share or something. Oh, okay. okay. So it's like an, an agreement. Mm-hmm. It's a co-op. Yeah. Co- I like that. Mm-hmm. You think uh, the streaming services would, like, revolt against that if there's, like, a push for that? Definitely. I mean, Disney Plus, I think, or one of the t- one of the streaming services, maybe it's Netflix, mm-hmm. but it's starting to do something where if you log in, to an IP address that's not, oh, not the same or not, not the close. same, then it's like they want to send you a verification code to the primary person's phone number to make sure, like, for you to have to enter. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to crack down on people uh, sharing. Um, mm-hmm. My Hulu account belongs to my sister, so you know, pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a whole lot of sharing going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe then they should just get like a timeshare. Like an apartment where they keep yeah. their streaming devices and then they just go there in order to watch the TV. Right. <laughs> but not yeah. live there. They have to come back home to you. But right. there you go. So it'd just be like a studio that just exactly. had a TV and all exactly. the accounts. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe a couch. Yeah. Exactly. A, a table. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're in the kitchen. Sophia walks in. The other girls are waiting. Mm-hmm. Dorothy turns to her and uh, tells her, Happy Mother's Day, Ma, and comments on how nice she looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia responds that uh, talk is cheap, and so is the buffet that they're taking her to. So let's get moving. Before all the shrimp is gone. Right. Mm-hmm. It seemed uh, like it was a breakfast buffet, and then she mentioned the shrimp, and I was yeah. all confused. Yeah, maybe it was a lunch buffet, but yeah. I yeah. mean, it shrimp did seem omelet. early in the day. <laughs> is that a thing? A shrimp omelet. omelet? I'm sure somebody oh, makes yeah, it. Probably. Absolutely. doesn't sound appealing to me. Um, although I like shrimp, and I like omelets, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. 
My we actually uh, went to Red Lobster um, a few weeks back for no, it wasn't Mother's Day. It was just uh, for my wife and my anniversary. My oh, mom okay. went out with us. Happy and, anniversary. Uh, say what? Happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, 16, Sixteen years. years? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, my wife it, and I about a week ago hit our uh, 20th 20, anniversary. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we were supposed to be going to Japan for that, but you know, COVID and all that yeah, pushed everything yeah. back. So we're gonna kind of s- do the real celebration China tour a next year, from year now. then. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, right into Wuhan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm closer to ski. I too have had 16 years of marriage. Oh, are you? Granted, cumulative. Yes, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> cumulative. I've got an aggregate total. <laughs> I like whiskeys. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> what was I going with that? <laughs> uh, Red Lobster. Oh yeah, yeah. my mom. My mom got. Uh, I guess it was like an, an upgrade she got with her meal. It was like a, a lobster mashed potatoes. Okay. And she wasn't real fan, fond of them, so she asked if I wanted them, and I ate them. It was pretty good. It was like the little Langostino lobsters. Like, oh, okay. They look like shrimp to me, but mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, they taste more like yeah. lobster, I guess. Interesting. So, pretty good. I don't think I'd pay the extra two, three bucks for them or something. You probably did, though. Did you? No, pick my up mom check? paid for oh, it. Oh, did she? So, yeah, oh. it was her gift to us for oh, our nice. anniversary. I tried to pay. She's she's very stubborn. She's mm. she keeps bringing up the fact that she makes a lot more than us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue that. Yeah. It's absolutely true. So. <laughs> She's like, your money's no good here. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So like, don't worry, I got this. I said, no, yeah. you got it all the time. My dad always pays when we go out, and one time, it was like Father's Day, and I want to say it was mm-hmm. like Father's Day maybe 10, 15 years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. I paid, and it made him real uncomfortable, and so he's like, hey, from now on, we go out, just let me pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm not going to argue with you. So, yeah. you know, just give him a gift on Father's Day and his birthday, but still let him pay for the meal because that's how he'd rather have it. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, the girls, you know, say they uh, they can't leave yet because the uh, kids haven't called yet, mm-hmm. and each of them have children, of course. Sophia, you know, says that her kids have all called except Phil, but you know he's short on cash. Uh, just then, the phone rings. So really, she's only talking about the other one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know if technically Dorothy just called her and told her Happy Mother's Day, mm-hmm. she can mm-hmm. count that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the phone rings as a person-to-person call. Supposedly from the Duke of Windsor to Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Sophia, me, go ahead. It sounds funny because like, I don't think collect calls are much of a thing anymore unless you're calling from prison, I think. <laughs> um, I don't think they hardly exist in, yeah. in the regular society. But it is weird to be like a person to person to call. Like what other kind of call is there? Like other uh-huh. than a, oh, it's a, it's a <laughs> robot to person call or one of those. Uh, well, I wonder what, it, yeah, I wonder what the definition of that really is. If it could be like a. Like maybe it's a home phone or something. It could be, yeah, as opposed Versus to calling from business a business or, or yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. or from prison. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, Sophia immediately scurries to the phone, knowing that it is in fact Phil. Uh, she speaks quickly uh, to him, saying thanks for calling, but is cut off. And she turns the girls and comments that every year the phone company catches on faster and faster. She adds that Mother's Day is nice because it's the one day of the year he calls and is not asking for money. Dorothy starts telling the girls that you know. There was a Mother's Day when she and Stan had to ask for money uh, from his mom because his business was uh, doing quite poorly. Right. And then we have a flashback. Uh, I've noticed, have you guys noticed that every uh, season ender is a compilation? So are we three for three so far? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I I knew that the end of season one was because that's the way we were. Mm -hmm. And now that you say it, yeah. So I wonder if that trend continues through all seven. I wonder that too. I also didn't look that one up because I'm lazy. I think that one does. Okay. Then we have a flashback. The camera pans across a wall that is filled with old pics of Stan. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the uh, the clerk's animated cartoon? No, I don't think I ever watched it. It was oh, I loved it. It was so amazingly good. It was good. Um, but it was hilarious. It was not like the shows at yeah, all. But I don't remember if it was the second episode or the third episode. But it was a clip show oh, really? from like the previous <laughs> episode. Or two. I forgot so, that. It was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why, because I've seen probably everything else, like and a lot of the crap. I mean, like mm-hmm. I really like Kevin Smith, um, mm-hmm. but I've watched you know a lot of the things that are mm-hmm. not well regarded. Yeah. Um, the but. animation style was very, it was very stylized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember the original Clone Wars uh, mm-hmm. animation? Yeah, like the little miniseries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot like that. I think it was the same animator. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or animation. Group. I mean, I definitely should check it out. I, I don't know why I never have up to this mm-hmm. point, but I'll it's definitely really put good. it on the list. My old roommate Jason Bob Meyer. Owned it, and that's how I saw it. Oh, okay. 
Well, I'll give Jason a call and see if he still has a copy. He probably still does. <laughs> if you want his phone number later, let me know. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're looking at this uh, wall. And it's got a bunch of pictures of Stan. And it's panning from, like I think, uh, right to left. Uh, but it ends with his face in a window frame mm-hmm. looking in yeah. as if he was one of the pictures. One of the pictures, Herb Edelmeyer looks like a Ringo star. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you what, on some of those pictures, you could see where the appeal would be for Dorothy 38 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. He was definitely not as uh, homely looking back in the day. I don't even know that he's homely, homely now. He, he wasn't as schlubby looking um, <laughs> as he is today. But uh, he knocks on the door, but his mother yells from like a back room, go away. Uh, but then he lets himself in and hollers back that it's him. Hey, mom, it's me. Uh, she runs up and hugs him. Uh, she gives him a much co- uh, she gives a much colder greeting to Dorothy, who walks in behind him. Uh, he hands her a Mother's Day present, which turns out to be a book of art by Adolf Hitler. Yeah, I thought that was great. That was a really funny <laughs> little uh, gag there. Uh, Dorothy tells her that when they saw it, they knew it was for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she thanks Stan for the book, and then you know, he mentions that it was from Dorothy as well. She responds that you know. If she had to thank her, she'd choke on the words. Dorothy quips back, please risk it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was my favorite line of this episode. Yeah, that was great, yeah. Uh, Mother Zbornak asks how uh, his business is going. And Stan lies, saying that it's going great. Uh, he asks for a cup of tea. When he ag- when she exits, Stan jumps over to Dorothy and begs her to be nice so they can you know ask for the money and she'll give it to him. Real quick. Like like Dorothy says, he's like the top salesman or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I thought he owned the company. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So, so if it's a one man crew, he's yeah. also the bottom salesman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they never do say if he has any like employees or anything. Right. Yeah. And I get my impression from the uh, times that they mentioned it is that he's like a catalog ordering guy. Like like yeah. there's a, a a manufacturing site and like a like novelty stuff. Right. And he's the one selling from like a catalog almost. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, probably more or less, I would think. Yeah. Like, he's, hey, you know, I can buy for you in bulk. Yeah, he's how a many, wholesaler. Yeah. How many fake poos do you want? Poos. <laughs> 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 Actually, they do even say that uh, in this one, like, uh, Zbornak is uh, synonymous with fake vomit or something, Yeah, I right? think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, she asks how his business is going. He says, great. He asked for a cup of tea. Uh, when she exits to get the tea, Stan jumps over and you know, asks her to be be nice. Stan then excuses himself uh, to make a phone call, leaving Dorothy to ask for the loan. I thought it was odd because when she brings out the tea, which is actually just hot water, and then she like really briefly dunks a tea bag in, she hands one. it to Dorothy. Well, yeah, I, that was I think really funny because I thought she, mm-hmm. so. She brought a cup of tea for Stan and for herself, and then Dorothy comments like... Oh, she did like, give Stan one. Yeah, she yeah. gave Stan one. Oh, I one. missed it then. And then Dorothy looks at her cup and says, this is just hot water, and then she briefly pulls the bag out of her, of hers, her cup, yeah. dunks it in for less than a second, yeah. and then pulls it back out and says enjoy, which I thought was one of the best <laughs> yeah. little gags of the episode. I didn't realize that she'd given one to Stan, yeah. so I, just thought, I thought I was like... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he leaves because he's a coward, and, uh, and then so she's left to ask him... <laughs> Ask her for money. Chicken shit. Yeah. Stan's mom instantly knows what they want. Uh, you know, Dorothy's like, you know, how do you know? She explains to Dorothy that uh, her her son Stan is a yutz and a loser, and she knows this. And uh, she says that you know the world's kind of beat him down, yeah. So she doesn't feel the need to do that too. She says that he, he she won't give him the money, but she will give it to her because she knows she can be trusted. Right. Dorothy tells her that they need. Uh, 500 bucks but mother's board aunt gives him a thousand which she had just tucked under her dress and like yeah. a garter yeah and apparently thousand dollar bills <laughs> because she hands her <laughs> one bill and it's a thousand so <laughs> stan's mom tells dorothy that you know she's always mean to her because if stan knew she liked her you know they'd be around all the time and it would drive her crazy right was there more to that scene that you wanted to no talk that about? was what i was getting to i was just trying to, i was jumping ahead to it in my own brain okay uh dorothy uh Goes to hug her, and just as Stan walks in, but to cover it up, uh, Stan's mom claims that she thought Dorothy was going to strangle her. <laughs> uh, then they exit, and she begins to remove all the pictures from the wall of Stan <laughs> and put it into a box. Yeah, I thought that was great. I, I'll say this now. Granted, you know, I, I've all I've never uh, I, I've never been shy about saying that. St- 
Dan is not a character that I'm a big yeah, fan of, yeah. um, and I think he generally brings episodes down. Mm-hmm. This was an episode, though, that kind of softened me on Stan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, granted, his part in the episode was very brief, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, his little part in it, it wasn't bad. You know, like he didn't do anything obnoxious yeah. in it. But hearing that he was, you know, essentially bullied as a kid and whatnot, mm-hmm. it, it made me feel a little more warmth towards Stan than I felt most yeah. time in the past. So. And, uh, and I really like Mother's Born Act, too. I thought she was great. Yeah, the, the actress they got to play her was awesome. I mm-hmm. forget her name. Yeah, I've got it down here later when we go over the guest she's, actors. She's a real famous actress anyway. You know which um, actress I think should have played her instead? Who? B. Arthur. Oh, do you think so? <laughs> <laughs> you know, get Lynette Green to play the young Dorothy and then get B. Arthur playing Mother's Born Act. <laughs> yeah. I think... Would, would Stan still soften for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> His mom looked exactly like Dorothy. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. That um, would have been good. We'll, we'll visit such an idea later, won't we? Yeah. yeah we, we go back to the present. Dorothy tells the girls that you know Stan's mom wasn't so bad after all. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings, and it's Rose's son, Charlie Jr. Uh, she asks him if it's cold enough in Minnesota that you can stick your tongue to something. He puts her on hold to go check. Now... This is Mother's Day, so this is still Mid-May. May. Yeah, <laughs> like granted, yeah, Minnesota may be chillier than Miami in mid-May, but it still well, wouldn't be cold well, enough phone, for. The frozen. phone call starts with him saying it's really cold out. Yeah, but and still, like, asks, what kind of Arctic conditions are they having there that know. it's still cold enough to possibly freeze your tongue? Well, he tongue? comes back, so apparently yeah. the answer mm-hmm. was no. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche starts reminiscing about the last Mother's Day she spent with her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was unfortunately in a convalescent home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have our flashback. Blanche's mom is entering, and uh, she's uh, sitting in, uh, in a, into a sitting room, kind of like a greeting room area, mm-hmm. and uh, tells her daughter to watch as, quote, the proper way for a lady to make an entrance on the arm of a handsome gentleman. Right. Mm-hmm. And that man did not qualify as a handsome gentleman. <laughs> well, listen, if you're 89 years old, then I think he does qualify as a handsome gentleman. <laughs> um, yeah, the man, I, I like Comparatively or- speaking. I would <laughs> I say he's so. orderly, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, he walks her in and uh, sits her on the couch. Uh, then Blanche goes and sits beside her. And uh, she did not realize it was Mother's Day mm-hmm. and uh, assumes Blanche is actually her sister, Virginia. Right. Uh, she gives her mother uh, a, a little gift of lace handkerchiefs. Uh, she quotes that her mom used to say that uh, you can never have too many lace handkerchiefs or gentlemen collars. Mm-hmm. And she jokes that maybe next year she'll bring her the latter. Right. For which you need the former to clean up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. scandalous. At that age, maybe it's just dust. <laughs> <laughs> well, lace doesn't seem like it would pick up well, a yeah. lot. Yeah, lace isn't exactly the... Um, it's like a know, sieve. The after intercourse cleaner of preference. Blanche <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, <laughs> asked her mom if she remembers uh, Mother's Day that she uh, nearly ruined... When she tried to run off and marry a much older man, mm-hmm. he was forty, uh, named Dick. I thought I thought it was named Bobbin Glow. It was like yeah, Bobin Glow or something? something like that. Yeah, his, his last name was definitely an odd one. Could, well, I, Deck is a weird name too yeah. for a first one. Uh, but she was apparently a high school senior at the time and a cheerleader. Uh, but she was smitten with this guy who was jobless. Twice divorced and had three kids. Yeah, I uh, when I heard this description, I mean, I said that I she, she thought that he was a wonderful catch at the time. He was forty, out of work, twice divorced, had three kids, and I was like, oh, so when did Brent date Blanche? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, right before Elena swooped in, <laughs> had things worked out, then Elena might have been left out in the cold. <laughs> It was damn near a shot for shot um, <laughs> description of Brent in between. Now, granted, he wasn't forty at that time, but he was he was closing in on it. Um, so, but it all worked out great. He ended up with uh, you know Helena, who, Wonderful as far as I know, still a good match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yep. good. Nope. Um, so, don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, <laughs> but I've never heard a negative thing from you about her at this yeah. point. So. But generally, the negative things don't come out till after. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, it worked out very well. But yeah, when I heard that description, I was like, God damn, did they actually look at Brent's bio? Or was he trying to tailor himself after this? <laughs> Although, I don't think all those things ever were true at the same time. Correct. So, Good old Dick, Bob and Glow. Yeah, yeah Bob and Glow. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
And, but the real draw mm-hmm. was that uh, one of the three kids was uh, Blanche's competition on the cheer squad. So by marrying uh, Dick, she'd uh, be the mom and could kick her out of cheer. Right. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask you, Brent, would you mind pulling up the sleeves of your shirt? I would really like to see your Woody the Woodpecker <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I do think my favorite joke of the episode was his, um, you know, bracelet, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. the law. I got that coming up. <laughs> so as she, just, as she continues to describe his uh, signature look, she realizes that she had horrible taste back then. Uh, someone had uh, overheard their plans to elope, though, and, and, and tipped off uh, Blanche's folks. So when they arrived at Bubba's Chapel of Bliss and Tackle Shop, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> her parents were there waiting for them. Uh, Blanche's mom outsmarted her, though, by completely supporting, even insisting on the marriage. Mm. She knew that Blanche would uh, never go along with what her mama wanted. So she gave <laughs> back Deck his bracelet that said Deck on one side and allergic to the law on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she asked her mom if she remembers this story, she replies that she thought uh, all of that happened to Virginia, asking, wasn't Virginia the slut? <laughs> and Blanche smiles and responds, uh, no, ma'am, that was me. Yeah, she said it with pride. I appreciated that. Uh, Blanche is clearly disappointed, though, because she can tell that her mother's male faculties are starting to fade. All right. Uh, just so, then. Like, why did I do this ho stuff if not? To <laughs> <laughs> it was all for naught. Uh, but just then her mom pipes up saying that... Uh, it wasn't Mother's Day. It was on Christmas, 1949. Yeah. What kind of uh, like hardcore cheerleading squad was she part of that they were practicing on Christmas Day? I think <laughs> she even says they were outside, Yeah, right? they were outside practicing on Christmas Day, apparently. Yeah, a lot of that did not seem by. To, to, to add up. Yeah. With, that's a pretty drastic change. Uh, yeah. It could have been like Father's Day or something would have made mm-hmm. more sense or, mm-hmm. or heck, Memorial Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that was funny that uh, that it was actually Christmas Day that all this went down. <laughs> and so apparently, too, Deck is leaving his grand and nearly adult child but um, <laughs> behind that day to go marry his child bride. So. <laughs> so, so Blanche realizes that her mom is correct. Her mom explains that you know she has good days and bad days, but remembers all the stunts that Blanche pulled, which had given her half the gray hairs on her 85-year-old head. Uh, Blanche corrects her, saying that she's actually 89, but her mother, you know, retorts back, Darling, didn't I ever teach you anything? No true lady ever tells her age. Mm-hmm. And they all hug and it fades out. I think she said Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Which I think was actually a trend for each of these little vignettes. Oh, they all end with that? I think, yeah. Or it's, it's, it's in the last sentence. Yeah. And then we, of course, go back to present again. Uh, we see Rose hang up with Charlie Jr. And Sophia again presses them to leave. But Dorothy insists that, you know, they wait until Michael calls. Sophia claims that uh, her blood sugar was is going to drop, that she's going to stroke out, and that that corsage that she's wearing is going to outlive her. Right. Uh, Blanche reminds her that, uh, you know, how important it is for moms to hear from their kids on Mother's Day. Uh, Rose then tells a story about a Mother's Day that she spent with someone else's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose approaches a, a desk at a uh, bus station. It looks very cold out. Mm-hmm. So, I, again... Uh, we talked about uh, yeah, again a Mother's Day that would be in the dead of winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's in like full like guard. She's got like a winter coat, mm-hmm. winter hat, mm-hmm. everything. She is given the choice of taking the express or the yokel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she assumes that he means local, but the clerk explains that the yokel actually includes a group of first cousins playing banjo music while passengers board and then exit. Now, which one would you take? Would you take the one with the uh, live entertainment from the yokels? Or oh, the, definitely. Yeah, I thought so too. I would, whether they were taking requests or not, that would certainly <laughs> be more entertaining than the mm-hmm. alternative. Exactly. And he didn't say they played the entire ride, just when they're entering and leaving. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if they're picking the songs, they're picking ones that they know well. Right. Yeah. It's they're one of those good that at if it. you make requests, they're like, well, I don't know any Prince, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. I would love to hear a yokel version of Raspberry Beret. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would want that kind of that little bar type instrument that's like doing doing oh, mouth, <laughs> yeah. mouth harp. Yeah, exactly. mouth harp. I definitely would want one of those worked in. Exactly. <laughs> it would definitely be more believable about being at the five and dime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here trying to remember the uh the Cletus song. Do you remember? Oh it? yeah, yeah. Some folk will never shoot their toe off then again, some folk will like, like Cletus, Cletus, the, the slack jawed yokel. yokel. Mm-hmm. 
So one uh, of many classic songs from The Simpsons. Yeah, it was really good. That's one of my favorites. I mean, he's mentioned Miami to you know Saint Olaf. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much a straight shot. More I mean, it does go a little smidge to the west, but no further west than like Chicago. Mm. I mean, there's no reason for Nebraska to yeah. enter into this route. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the family, you know, they were trying to save some money, so they sent the long way around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a long ass train ride too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she does say that she she didn't fly though. What's that? She did say she flew. Oh, does she like, like have to fly into there and yeah. then take a train from there the rest well, of the way? Well, I think she's at a bus station, isn't she? Yeah, I she's yeah, at a that's bus true. For the final leg. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. so yeah, she uh, and, and learning that the uh, yokel band does not take her requests, she uh, opts for the express, which we learn later is not super express. No, no, definitely not. Well, it does wonder. It's like. Why do the yokels delay the train? Like, if it's just the entrance, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, why is it taking a longer route? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, maybe, maybe it's like a hundred yards away, and they've got a <laughs> right <laughs> to extend the uh, play time. You know, <laughs> uh, she meets an elderly woman uh, who asks where she's headed. Uh, Rose tells her that she's uh, going to Saint Olaf, and the lady says that she's been there mm-hmm. and it was lovely. But full of idiots. Yeah, rolling hills, charming homes, full of idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rose takes a little offense to that, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that she says, uh, I didn't say that everyone there is an idiot. It just seemed that uh, per capita they had more than their share. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rose responds, oh, well, per capita, you're probably right. Yeah. And I thought that was my favorite line of the episode. Yeah, that was really good. That was definitely uh, up on my mm-hmm. list as well. Uh, yeah, that was actually my next few lines, so mm-hmm. you got it. The old lady says that she's actually headed over to visit her daughter. Rose tells her that you know she is actually visiting all of her kids, and that they chipped in to pay for her uh, trip from Miami, which was cheaper than all of them uh, going to see her. The lady, the lady seems astounded that they were able to do such a thing. Yeah, it's like, and they're from Saint Olaf. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think she's determined that uh, <laughs> they are not some of the people that were not among the idiots. <laughs> If it took an entire group of them to determine that it was cheaper for one to travel than however many. Well, and she like, but didn't she say, like, and they were able to figure that out? Yeah, but I thought it was kind of almost a sarcastic thing. Like, yeah. oh, and they were able to figure that on their own? Well, I didn't wow. take it that way. Yeah. I, t- I, t- I took it as she was impressed that they were able to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, the idiots were able to do it on their own. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way you go, it's it's the same sentiment one way exactly or the other. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was just awfully high and mighty for somebody who couldn't keep a kid alive. <laughs> oh. Well, spoiler alert, folks. Yeah. Please cut that. <laughs> she tells Rose that uh, she visited the uh, town for a wedding some 50 years back, and it turns out that Rose was actually the flower girl for that wedding, though there were no flowers that year on account of what happened to Old Man Smith, right. an individual of many trades and happens to be St. Olaf's only black man. They, uh, when he moved into town, they gave him a local welcome, uh, dressing in bed sheets and singing to him on his lawn. Right. Which, uh, you know, re- resulted in him having a, uh, a uh, heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was from Chattanooga and was less familiar with such customs. Right. Didn't town, know why they had to throw Chattanooga specifically under the bus. Um, they could have just said, like... From the south? Yeah. I mean, they could have left it more open-ended <laughs> that, yeah. you know, or where he came from, they had different customs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um Instead of specifically throwing chat, I don't know if I've heard of Chattanooga specifically being uh-huh. more uh, racist than other towns. Well, but I think they're just saying from the south, basically. Yeah, I think they could have left it more open as opposed <laughs> to calling out Chattanooga specifically. Yeah. I guess it's just one of those towns that you hear it and you're like, okay, that's in the south. Right, yeah, it's fair not, enough. It's not like Springfield, which is all over. Yeah, yeah. or Banger. It's like, yeah. is he from Maine or is he from <laughs> Oregon? <laughs> now, the town council... Uh, kind of shied away from that particular welcome from that point on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose turns and asks if she's okay. Uh, she Real looked quick, though, like, where are they getting the peanuts for this peanut brittle? <laughs> Seems like that's not a crop that's indigenous to Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess they'd have had it shipped in. Um. <laughs> from the south. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I did think that was a funny line, though, when she... Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah, she says they, they stopped greeting people that way and started getting them a... Was it a basket of peanut brittle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and something. I'm not sure to a movie theater they don't have. <laughs> right, yeah. Yes, that was actually a great line. Mm-hmm. Which, they'll, well, which they're probably going to build someday, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rose turns and asks if she's okay as uh, she kind of looked upset. 
the lady replies that uh, she was just lamenting the fact that uh, she had pur- purchased a new hearing aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose naively tells her that uh, it's hardly noticeable. Right. And then uh, continues her story. And then we jump ahead. And then the women are still talking and laughing. The lady thanks her for keeping uh, her company. But Rose insists that she's loving their, their time together. Rose suggests that they uh, both call their kids because a lot of time has passed. So they won't get worried. Uh, we then find out that you know the woman's daughter has actually passed away and she's visiting the grave. Yeah, that was a real downer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's funny because you know we've said before the the saddest like three minutes of the entire series was Rose singing Happy Birthday to herself mm-hmm. in a prior flashback episode, and this one uh, it certainly had the potential to be right up there um, mm-hmm. <laughs> with that. The woman ends there. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no more exposition, just like that was the end of Rose's flashback. So. <laughs> and then Rose gets and says, mine too. Yeah, or, or no, just Rose like, my bus is here. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces, Granny. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with your grave visits. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, right. <laughs> this year. <laughs> She fears, though, that this year she won't be able to make it as she had run away from home. We found out it's like an old folks home. Right. Uh, and knows that they're... Pines. Say what? Shady Pines. Maybe. <laughs> it's a long run, then. <laughs> uh, we know that, uh, and she knows that they're looking for her. Uh, just then, on cue, of course, a police officer enters and asks if uh, she is Anna Eggerman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he explains that they're worried about her at the home and uh, looking for her. The clerk announces at the same time that the arrival of the bus they've been waiting for using a very loud speaker, and it's only a very small space with uh, only three people in the uh, waiting area. Right. The cop kind of castigates him. Isn't that the right word? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Chides him. Yeah. Saying, oh, hey, it's a small area. There's only three <laughs> folks here. Yeah. You could have just pointed at the gate. <laughs> uh, Rose tells the cop that, you know, there's been a mistake, and that's her mother, and they are traveling home together. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she then takes Anna by the arm and escorts her to the door as the police officer kind of looks on. The clerk gives an approving nod to the couple, and mm-hmm. Anna thanks. Uh, like they just pulled off the sting. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows what's up. And Anna thanks Rose, and she responds, Happy Mother's Day, and then mm-hmm. it fades out. Right. And then we go back to present again. Uh, we uh, The girls kind of love Rose's sweet story, though Sophia is still losing her patience about having to be made to wait. Uh, the phone rings again, and Dorothy gets up, assuming it's Michael, and she is correct. Sophia proclaims that uh, when she gets off the phone, they are leaving. And uh, she's getting tired of listening to lousy Mother's Day stories. Rose asks if uh, she has one, and Sophia clarifies that, no, no, what she was tired of is listening to lousy stories. Right. And that she'd be happy to tell a good one. Uh, she begins, picture it, Brooklyn, 1957. And we go into our flashback. We see Sophia coming down the stairs and tell Salvador, who's on the couch, uh, to get up and put on a nice shirt so he won't look like a bum. He contests, though, that her mother already thinks he is a bum. Uh, she then asks if uh, he got her a gift, right? And he responds that, uh, why? You're not my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I did like that exchange then, and which she says like she's the, the mother of his children. Uh-huh. And Sal says, uh, a thousand nights of begging, three times he said yes. Uh, and for that, you deserve a present. <laughs> it's not enough that they declared a national holiday, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was a pretty great Sal line. I don't understand yeah. though. The first half of this scene with Sal, he's laying there with a newspaper on his mm-hmm. face. Yeah, and I didn't know if it was, like I was thinking, well, maybe they couldn't get the actor, but he did the voice of it, and yeah. so they're just going to cover his face with the newspaper for the entire thing. Yeah. Um, but then it was, you know, the Sal that they've used yeah. previously. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a weird choice to have yeah, his it was a voice great be. reveal is what it was. Yeah, I guess. But it would have been a great reveal if it would have been Billy Barty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought the last time Salvador was on there, they showed his face too, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was only that first time that he was on there that they never showed his face. Right. He was like in the back room. Mm-hmm. And they used that uh, same set, though, all three times. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a nice consistency. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So there's like a knock at the door, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a young Dorothy, played again by the same uh, lady that played the young Dorothy before, mm-hmm. uh, rolls uh, grandmother into the house. A uh, grumpy old lady, played by B. Arthur, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who insults the cleanliness of the home and then asks where Sal is. 
uh, claiming that he hates her. Uh, Dorothy says, you know, she's overreacting, but Grandma cites that, you know, hey, he works on complex machines, but has thrice failed to uh, lock her handbrake on the wheelchair, and all three times was at the top of the subway stairwell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sophia tells her that, you know, she and Sal want her to move in with them, and Grandma starts a story, uh, but Sophia cuts her off. Yeah, I did and, like oh, though, that it was story. picture at Sicily, eighteen eighty one. Grandma calls her closer and then slaps her. Yeah. Uh, grandma tells her that you know, there is no way she's moving in. It wasn't discussed with her, and she's just not interested. Sophia, clearly uh, exasperated with her mother, tells you know, young Dorothy that if she ever does this to her, to drag her into a field and shoot her. Dorothy kind of smugly asks, "Can we have that in writing?" <laughs> Sophia calls her daughter closer and then slaps her. Right. Uh, Sal enters and addresses Grandma. He's all dressed in a shirt now and tie even. Mm-hmm. And uh, tells Grandma that uh, he wants her to move in. She looks and says, you know, do you mean that really? He says, no. And she snaps back. It's too late. You already said it. And he says, you know, happy Mother's Day, Mama. And he goes up and tries to hug her, but she kind of like recoils and shoes him back. And that's how that one ends. Yep. And finally, back to present one last time. Dorothy tells Sophia that Michael would like to talk to her. Uh, She walks up and sweetly says, hello. And she asks, have you eaten? Well, I haven't. Goodbye. (laughs) And slams the receiver (laughs) on the hook. I think she wanted to ask about how his pregnant wife is doing. (laughs) Yeah, you'd think. (laughs) Uh, Sophia starts toward the door and Rose, Rose points out that Blanche hasn't gotten her phone call yet. Uh, Blanche tells her that, yeah, it's, it's not likely, and she gets up to leave also. But as they're heading for the door, the phone rings again, and it is her daughter, Janet. Sophia turns around and starts, uh, kind of goes over to the uh, cabinet and starts pulling out pans. She tells Dorothy that, you know, if she waits for them to take her out, she's going to starve to death. Dorothy tells her mom that she's making her feel guilty, and Sophia replies, hey, it's Mother's Day. You celebrate your way, I'll celebrate mine. Right. <laughs> and that is the way we end that one, folks. Yeah. So we had a, a whole shit ton of um, guest actors in that one. And now, of course, we had some returning ones, which is excellent. Uh, Stan, of course, uh, his, his ninth of uh, Herb Edelman, his ninth of uh, 25 appearances. We had young Dorothy, uh, Lenny Green, in her third of four appearances. And then I uh, like her as Dorothy. I do. I, I think mm-hmm. she's a great young Dorothy. And then uh, Sal is a... Sid Melton in his third of eight appearances. Mm-hmm. And then the new folks, we had a uh, Margaret was played by a uh, Heldon Klebe. Mm-hmm. Um, she has 144 credits to her name. Uh, most of those as an actress. Uh, she played a uh, Mammy Baldwin on the Waltons for uh, 66 episodes plus five TV movies. So that would have mm-hmm. been her, certainly her most famous role. Uh, Wesley Mann played Jacob, the, the young man from the bus or train station, whatever it was. 54 credits to his name. Uh, not a whole lot of things that you'd know him from, but he was in six episodes of That's So Raven. <laughs> I know you're a pretty big fan of that, Ski. Good for him. Good <laughs> for him. Um, My daughter loved that movie. That oh, did she really? Yeah. <laughs> and then we had um, uh, Terrence Evans was in there also. Uh, 80 episodes uh, or 80 credits for him. I know mean, he had a couple Star Trek credits. Uh, Star Trek Voyager as Ambassador Treen. And a Deep Space Nine, he is in two episodes of that as a Proka and a Baltrim. Um, but I think Brent would probably know him best from one of his favorite movies. He played a the craft service man, and there must be a pony. So. <laughs> well, if that's not what he knows him from. That's what I know him from. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, then we had uh, Anna. She was played by Geraldine Fitzgerald. <laughs> Wasn't that the name of your self-made porn? <laughs> What's it called again? Uh, there must be a pony. <laughs> <laughs> or was that just in your writer? That's, that's my stipulation, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, Geraldine Fitzgerald, 115 credits for her name. This was uh, her first of two. She's also mm-hmm. going to appear in Golden Girls again in season five. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in a Dark Victory, and so apparently she was a big actress in the '30s. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Dark Victory with uh, Bet- Betty Davis. She was in Wuthering Heights with uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier, and then she was also in Arthur, Easy Money um, in the '80s. So yeah, she had a long and very mm-hmm. successful career. She was also in um, 
uh, designing women. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which, she. Um, the Goldens have taken a crack at before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she had a, a pretty decent amount of uh, episodes in that. Yeah, she was Bernice. And then we had um, let's see uh, the, the the we had a rest home resident Arthur Ture who has been in 455 things. I, okay. I think he's just like a career extra, it would seem. I mean, at yeah, least the majority. Work if you can find it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go through a whole Don't lot of his. Memorize much? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just playing in the background. And then, of course, uh, Mrs. Bornack was, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well, um, there was uh, Mrs. Bornack was uh, Alice Ghostly. I've done some extra work before. Oh, have you? Yeah. Here, again, it was in, you know, Ski's Homemade Porn. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a pony, am I right? Just hanging out in the background. <laughs> Just sitting there every once in a while. You're blocking the TV. <laughs> so you're watching TV while Ski is making his own porn? Well, yeah, because they're the ones with the Hulu account. Oh. <laughs> Well, you got to do what you got to do. You make sacrifices for the podcast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, well, I think you jumped the gun. And Anna wasn't the one who was in, uh, Geraldine Fitzgerald wasn't in Designing Women. It was uh, Miss Alice Ghostly. Yeah, it was Miss Bornick. Yeah, but it was, but Anna, Geraldine Fitzgerald was the Anna one who. Was, yeah, Anna was in the train station, yeah. the bus station. But you, you were on the right okay. track, yes, Design because I got myself confused yeah. too. But, yeah. Um, Alice Ghostly is in quite a few things To Kill a Mockingbird, Grease, The Graduate And then like you said um, Designing Women mm-hmm. Also 16 episodes of Bewitched So nice. quite guys, a prolific actress Have you guys seen The Graduate? I uh, have seen it, yeah, it's been a long time but, It's a uh, great movie mm-hmm, really is So, But overall, uh, yeah, a lot of guest actors I, I really love that we got to see several Recurring character, recurring guest actors mm-hmm. in this I like one. that too yeah. So uh, how many slices did Mother's Day get for you, Ski? Uh, this one got. Oh five. wait, wait, sorry. Oh. Uh, who was your MVP of this episode? Rose. I liked her story mm-hmm. the best. It had a little bittersweet again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Brent? Uh, Mrs. Bornack. Mrs. Bornack. Yeah. yeah, I felt like she was my MVP for it too. It was a tough one um, mm-hmm. because I really thought that everybody did mm-hmm. a great role, um, but she was the one who I was really I, I miss. But she was the one I was really leaning towards. Mm-hmm. But overall, I like Blanche as the best. So, yeah. I, so I ended up giving Blanche my MVP. But had she been in a little bit more of the episode, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen a full episode with her in it as opposed to just a flashback. I you think know, Blanche's story was the funniest. Yeah, I thought so too. And I just liked how proud she was that she was the <laughs> slut. Um, yeah. No, ma'am, that was me. <laughs> so, so you were saying on Slice the Cheesecake Ski? Cinco. Five. Five, yes. So you just thought it was kind of a little above average? Yeah. I get, have, I think maybe it's because we've seen so many of these uh, uh, vignette-type vignette episodes. episodes. Yeah. How about for you, Brent? I was like seven and a half. Yeah, so was wow. I, I, gave, I gave seven and a half also. It was one of my favorite episodes. I was mm-hmm. really going back and forth between giving it an eight. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow, I feel bad now. Well, no, I mean, hey, you gave it what you felt like was an appropriate score. But, yeah, I thought it was a... Mm-hmm. Well, well, my reason I actually wrote down... I said, uh, good stories, but I tend to like the storylines that include all the girls together. Oh, okay. And this one, they're all separated mm-hmm. in their individuals. That's fair. Um, I like, though, that we had four, so each person got their mm-hmm. own yeah. their own specific That's true, vignette. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what did you guys think about Dorothy as old as her own grandmother? Uh, I think it just <laughs> solidifies that Estelle Getty's the better actress oh, <laughs> of the two. <laughs> yeah, I wish that was the probably the one thing that prevented me from giving it an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was good overall in the episode. I thought she was really good in her part yeah. in her own vignette in the beginning. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. She didn't play it different enough mm-hmm. from herself. It was just like she was still exactly she Dorothy, yeah, just yeah. older. Um, like, you see Estelle Getty playing the young version of Sophia, and mm-hmm. it's like night and day between the old version. Right. You know? Um, but yeah, Dorothy didn't do a good job. And that's why I was hoping Dorothy would have played Mrs. Vornak. Yeah. Because at least then it would have been like, <laughs> if it would have been more like herself, then it's like, oh, well, then Stan has a type. Yeah, you know? then you have the whole like Oedipus complex <laughs> going on. That would have been awkward. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, apparently more than Ski did. But mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good capper for season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that could have made season three better is if I would have done a recap of it. Oh, wait. Yeah, I guess in next week. Then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> next There's week, the season a as a <laughs> yeah, the season as a whole gets elevated next week because Brent will be recapping the entire thing. So, exactly. 
exactly. So yeah, so definitely tune in next week um, for our uh, recap and. Again, we appreciate all the comments and whatnot mm-hmm. that we've gotten uh, here recently. And, and you and my five, if you guys both give it a seven and a half, that's. Oh yeah, it'll still be contending. I, I don't yeah, know where it'll rank, be, but it, it'll definitely be contending. I'm guessing it's highest yet. Um, I don't know. That would give it what twenty altogether. It's not the highest rated that we've yeah, had okay. overall, but it. I think it'll be contending for this season, which will move it in mm-hmm. to the conversation true. into for, the yeah. bracket. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So. If we get through this season, then we'll be fast approaching the halfway point. Yeah, yeah, we really are kind of moving, moving on towards it. We'll uh, be what, like halfway through season four, right? Yeah, is mm-hmm. the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so with that, stay golden, Coco. And call your mothers. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.